Hey everybody, welcome back to the 10th floor. It's me, Matt. Hi everybody, it's Kat. And we are here on the elevator with Nathaniel Gray, Mason Gatlin himself from General Hospital. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I mean, so you guys, you know, get on in the elevator, okay? Yeah, give, give Mason some space. You don't want to get hit we... the eye with that lollipop or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, everybody did bring their their suckers and their lollipops to enjoy while we're doing this. Um, now, to to just jump right into it, the sucker, the lollipop, the thing you commented on one of our previous videos about. Uh, when it comes to the origin, so this came from the writers' room. There was a, there's big fans of people of of old. And this is this is this is how the evolution happened. All right, on my, I think it was fourth or fifth episode, I been snacking on some chips, and uh, Frank, the showrunner, came up to me. He was like, "That beat you took with chips, I wrote that. That's exactly how I thought you'd do it." I like you. I'm going to use you for more. I just don't know for what. And he just walks off. Oh. So I was like, oh, okay, Frank. Cool. So that's the showrunner. So that's the boss. That's, that's the guy who's supposed to uh, like me. Frank's <laughs> awesome. You know, he's, he's, he's a great guy. So I think they're very observant mm -hmm. um, beyond what we're talking like big brother observant. Like they really pay attention because I snack um, and on any set there's, there's, Candy, whatever, like some of the crew guys will bring me Kit Kats and things like that. They'll always make sure I have something to munch on. But they had this bag of dum-dums. They really did. Like Kojak's lollipops. And I just love the root beer ones. So I was just on set, chilling, watching the show, watching Maurice do his thing, whatever. And the one of the sound guys was like, did you see Telly Savalas' special? You know, Telly? I was like, no. I mean, no. He's like, you got to watch it. So I was like, why did you bring that up? He said, I don't know. It just reminded me of you with the lollipop and the bald head. It just, it just did that. <laughs> then I had one in a scene. And then somebody somewhere made the decision that that was my thing. And I believe it was equal parts, the conversation with the sound guy, the writers liking how I use props, and the fact that the writers are old enough to really be fans of Telly Savalas. So they just said, we're going to have an evil Kojak. <laughs> um, there you go. That That's what I believe. I do not know. It used to be multiple colors, then it became grape. You know? My favorite kind, honestly. So I'm I'm happy for that. Well, Nathaniel, I have a prop here myself, and I must show it to you. I've had this thing. Matthew does not remember his mom not having this. Oh my okay? God, yes. She's had this my entire, literally this. my entire life. Your, his entire life. This is my sucker <laughs> turkey that I put out every year. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> so yeah, every that single year. Turkey if I've ever seen one. Before Thanksgiving, this thing would miraculously and magically come out of wherever she keeps it. And it would wind up <laughs> somewhere in the kitchen. And for some reason, a, a sucker fairy, I suppose, would climb through the house and constantly keep that thing filled all November. It. It's like it's like the countdown. You know what I mean? You just take a lollipop each day till Thanksgiving. When you finally <laughs> pluck the bird, you can eat the turkey. I tell you what, if this wasn't like a memento of my family, I'd send that damn thing to you. But you can't have it. <laughs> I appreciate the thought. Thank you. Just cool. in your heart, in your in your soul, just know that it could be somewhere in your house. Yes. 
spirit. Yeah. Was it? Uh, a spirited gift. I like that. <laughs> oh my gosh! So you my, know, it's part of my kid's childhood. I'm counting on them fighting over it someday when I'm gone. Yeah, it's going to wind up with my sister. Well, that is definitely an area because I've never even seen something like that. I have never seen anything <laughs> like it either. So it, it's definitely unique to us. So it was bought at a craft. <laughs> it's bought at a craft fair, so there probably isn't very many of them. Well, there you go. It's a unique item from a unique person for a unique family. There like you go. the Gatlins. <laughs> what a unique family! And from my understanding, is is Mason the this is Mason's the only Gatlin that we know, right? We never met anybody on that side of the family. Yeah. Um, the way, okay. When I first was hired, me and Roger had no idea who we were to each other. Right. And then the, the, the third episode was on the Metro court and in the script, you know, we, he said, this is my cousin. And we're like, is that real? <laughs> or is this the cover story to explain why I'm even there? We thought it was fake. Uh -huh. So that, you know, you we were just like, okay, cuz, and that's the origin of how the sarcastic cuz even started. Um, yeah, then we found out later that, okay, so he's a quarter main, but he's not a quarter main. He's a Gatlin Holt because it's like, a, okay, and I'm a Gatlin. So we don't know who, how we're related. We don't, no one ever broke that down. <laughs> His mom or sisters. His mom's brother or sister is right. Your it's father. one or the other. You know, uh, no one, no one really gives us that much info. You know what I mean? I I, we, I get the script maybe four days before, and if there's a change, let's go like this: when when they did the change from um, the boss being a woman to a man, I found out the day I got there, and I said he. Uh huh. That's when I was like, none of us missed that transition there. None of us. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think anybody <laughs> missed that. No, I didn't miss it. I stopped. I said, he, what happened to the girl? <laughs> what happened oh, to the I was convinced it was Olivia Jerome coming back. Everyone thought that. We knew it was not Olivia, but no one told us who it was. So I still to this day have no idea who the original person was supposed to be. I guess, I guess on a soap, it would be kind of dangerous to make it up yourself to decide okay is this a lie is this not okay it is and i've decided that my well, your sister's your mother's brother is my dad but then you could be proven wrong in three months right see but the, here's this thing like roger made a really good point on one of the scenes we were doing when he was warning ava about how dangerous the people i work for are he made a very valid point he was saying like well if it's bigfoot and I'm saying, be careful. You know it's Bigfoot. So you know what you're warning them to. Can I get any indication of, am I over-exaggerating? Am I underplaying? You know what I mean? If I know who the boss is and what it is, it will it'll inform how I deliver the line. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting there waiting like popcorn. Like, is somebody going to say something? <laughs> yeah. Just so, as invested as so the It's Kaiser Sosa. That's what I just kept telling him. It's Kaiser Phil. Uh -huh. The boss is is Kaiser Phil. I don't even know who the boss is. The boss is Doctor Claw. All right, from Inspector Gadget. It's, well, as it stands right now, the, 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 the boss at this moment is Cyrus Renault. Um, I don't know what, I'm cool. convinced he doesn't have a a, a co boss. A co boss. See, I don't, it's a soap. Any number of these things could be true at all times. That's true. <laughs>
<laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I like that it was Cyrus. That gave me chances to work with Jeff. That was oh, awesome. my God, yes. I mean, just the legendary actors that you were able to work with in the time that you were on the show. Like, they, they spared no know. expense when it came to just <clears throat> high-caliber scene partners. Gone because he's still handcuffed to a bed last time I saw. He's in jail. They, I, I believe they cut the last scene that I did. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the so hopefully I don't get in trouble for this because it's not changing the story. But as you all know, Roger's been shot. Yes. Dante was the last thing I shot. Dante came to me to ask me if I knew who did it and to inform me my cousin had been shot. And um, I give him the information I was going to give him, which is, you know, uh, um, well, I don't want to. I don't want to give that away, you know. Yeah. But they then he just says I'm on my way to Pentonville, and I, I was been waiting for that scene. It's entirely possible uh, it's still coming because they still haven't found his body on the show yet. So I might have just got myself in trouble. Then. Well, <laughs> no, because they already announced that I'm, I'm on. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, they, they, they. When it comes to Frank, don't be mad at me. No, I wasn't. Be, no, no, I no, thought no. the scene was cut. <laughs> It's 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 okay. Um, you gave nothing away other than potentially Mason may talk to Dante. That's true. Yeah, this is no see... different than what Soap Opera Digest might say. There you go. There you go. But you heard I, it I here just, first, folks, I... on the tenth floor. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't want to. Um, I really don't want to give anything away. There. But I've been sitting on. I've been sitting on the Cyrus thing for a while. Like I knew. Oh my God. So, so doing yeah. this podcast, I, I, I hear things every great once in a while, every great once in a while before they actually happen on the show. And holding on to those secrets is like the most rewarding torture I think that I've ever experienced. Oh, yeah. And like, I we don't read spoilers and stuff because we really, we want to be surprised. We want, to, we want the element of surprise. And really, I enjoy the show more when I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is that I, I think there's people on YouTube that just come up with like 27 theories and make a video because half the time somebody's <laughs> like, this is what's going to happen. I'm like, you guys have no idea what None. you're talking about, None. you know, like at all, you know, and then there's other weird ones where they pop up, like all of a sudden people want to pair me with like, like a redemption story. I'm going to end up with a girl. I was like, and what planet That's what you want, do you though. want to put Mason with any of the women on the canvas? Uh, Why would you do that to them? Why would you do that to them? <laughs> because, I mean, think about it. Like, on the soap forums, there were people that were like, they wanted me with Esme. Then there's other people that wanted me with Maxi. And I'm like, okay, pause, pause. Mason as a stepdad? <laughs> that's like a bad, that's like... That's just a whole other TV show. Why would you do that to Maxie's kids? Why would you do that to Maxie? They sold Franco as a stepfather to they Liz's sure kids. Did. Right. But I, I can't speak on Franco. I wasn't there. I just know That's that true. I used to be nice to everyone. And then Link was gone. And then I became Link and decided to <laughs> grab Olivia in a bar. It was such a random scene. And I was like, I'm never going to live this one down. It's no. Nope. Well, you're way less creepy than Link. That, that's that's true. I don't understand why people call Mason creepy. I don't get it. I never played it creepy. Um, but that's what stuck. I'm happy the lollipop man replaced. No, I thought <laughs> I, I thought I called you my scuzzy cousin. 
Scuzzy Guzzy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. Everybody's got to have one in the family. Scuzzy oh, Guzzy. Goodness. Goodness gracious. Uh, but, but you've been able to, you know, um, I mean, just the long list of people that they just threw at you to share a scene with. Um, I mean, Mara oh, West, of course, we love her on this podcast. Um, when it comes down to it, we find Mara West to be somebody who cannot have a bad scene with anybody. She could be in there with a phone book and a broom and walk away with an Emmy, in our opinion. Uh, no, Mara, I, I said this to Mara once. I was like, it doesn't matter what it is. Mara sticks the landing with every delivery. She every time she does a line, it just sounds like that's exactly how it's supposed to be. She's so good. She's so good. All right, I, I, I've told her that so many times. I was like, I learned so much just watching you rehearse the scene and, and watching you do it. Like Mara's awesome. Do you, do you watch other people work from a, like a teleprompter or something? Uh, no, I um, the way it's set up when we're on the soundstage, uh, I don't really hang out in the green room. You know, I I actually sit and watch the other actors do their scenes just to watch uh, what's going on. I enjoy good performances. So, I mean, I learned to do, I learned to do the stare, you know, at the end of the scene from watching um, Mo do it Okay. because I didn't get it at first. Mm -hmm. I remember my first day, my first day, the director was like, Nathan, cut. You have to stop because I'm used to movies. So you just do the whole scene. Yeah. But they were like, when it says cut to, you're supposed to stare at each other for five seconds. And I didn't know that. No one told me. So I would just you keep running through the scene. with your grandma at one point? Huh? <laughs> you didn't ever watch a soap opera with your grandma at some point? No, never. But oh, even wow. then, I thought they just like paused and then like it was like an edit. I didn't think about it. So mm -hmm. I just kept going. They're like, no, 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 wait. And I was like, okay, so I'm just going to stare at him. That's so weird. I didn't get it. And then I saw Mo at the Quartermain picnic. He was shoveling dirt on the barbecue. And he's so in his scene with Carly and Nina. And he, he does one look to her. And one look to her. And then one for himself. And I was like, I got it. That's what it is. That's what it is. Right? <laughs> what am I thinking about you? What am I thinking about you? What am I thinking about me? Yeah, or, or as Roger put it, did you pass gas? <laughs> was there <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's one way to do it. Because at first, I was like, what are we supposed to do? Don't blink, don't blink. I can blink. never watch another tag again and not think about that. You're welcome. You're welcome. For all you Roger Thanks, fans, Nate. that happened. That's that what really he's happened. thinking. Roger Howarth. <laughs> Roger's hilarious. Roger's oh. funny. Yeah, we Roger's we were hilarious. super lucky. We saw him at the convention two years ago. Yeah, we uh -huh. did get to meet him. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, lights up the stage. Super fun. Just, just a, just an effervescent man. <laughs> he's like, a, he's like a, like a hippie, and like, but not in like a hippie way. Like he's very. Roger would be like the greatest yoga instructor. Okay. You know what I mean? He's so chill. So zen, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Roger's very zen. He seemed that way to me too. Yeah. He's yeah. just very very quiet, you know, quirky person. Um it's not Todd Manning, that's for sure. Huh? Not Todd Manning, that's for sure. I'm like the yeah, greatest he plays. <laughs> oh yeah. My God. Um so uh, was 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 Roger the first person that you worked with on the show? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Did first you do any screen testing Roger. or anything? No, oh, wow, just straight um, up. I had done 
I did when I the audition was weird because the character was older than me and it was a different character name and the scene was with who knows now so I, I did this I did one tape I did a self tape I taped it I sent it in because I didn't think I'd book it and because the character was too old mm-hmm. it was too old for me and then um, they apparently liked me enough that they brought me in and had rewrote the character to somebody else. But my buddy, David Lago, who uh, was on The Young and the Restless for years, he he had told me a long time ago, he said, the way soaps work, you do the audition, and that's good enough to get you in the door. But your real audition is once you're on set. Right. Can you keep up? Do you take direction? How do you play with others? So the screen test is technically day one. Gotcha. Because there are people that will be hired for 10 episodes and they don't make it past three. Right. We, you know, and I was it. hired for three and made it a year and a half. You made it a year so, and a half. Yeah. So you they got, liked me. You got started when people were still getting hooked. Yeah. <laughs> right before that. I just thought it was so cool when it was Heather Weber, right? And they mm-hmm. brought her, you know, I was just like, dude, that's the mom from the Wonder Kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bro. I never was on set with her at the same time because if she was, I would have walked in and be like, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? <laughs> when you were on set and you were doing scenes with Fred Savage and you would just stare at each other for like 10 minutes while he was you know, doing the voiceover, was there a voiceover that you were listening to or were you just staring <laughs> until they cut? I just have to know. Because if you watch The Wonder Years and you take Daniel Stern's voice off, it is the funniest show ever. Okay. Come on, Mom, can I go to the store? And they just look at each other. This whole monologue. Just... <laughs> I've never thought about that. And you're Think absolutely about it. right. It's it's so true. 60% <laughs> of that entire show is Fred Savage's character, Daniel Stern's monologue. Right. So they're never actually talking. Oh, it's one of the greatest shows ever. Oh, God. I was like, that's a mom from the Wonder Years. I have to go see her. Well, I mean, I I, like, like I said in the, in the chat leading up to you being here, I really feel like there's a barn door sized opening. For Mason to return the canvas. You're not dead. They didn't kill me. You're I thought dead. I was going to die. I'm very you thankful they didn't kill You me. almost got smothered, but you didn't. Yeah. I thought I was going to be dead eight months ago. I, I understand. I literally had said to Frank once, I said, so am I dead yet? He was like, man, you were supposed <laughs> to be dead three months ago. I'm squeezing this orange for every ounce of juice. I was like, okay. And we okay. really only got to know that one aspect of Mason, which is him in under the thumb of Cyrus, essentially. Um, being being this this criminal, we do, we don't know what he's. You you said well, a stepdad or anything like that. That is that's what you want to happen. You want to have a a romance. I, yeah, a relationship. I don't have um. This is why I'm like, look, all of the fans that I have and the love that I've gotten for my performance is very humbling because I didn't really have a lot to do. You know, I was really my character was designed to just put pressure on Roger's story. You know, I was there to support the Austin story. And I mean, while they were working on other storylines, we were kind of like in a loop for a long time, having the same conversation. Yeah. And um, I didn't really have any character development. So I had to make decisions to make my performance as interesting as possible without having any real knowledge of who I was. I mean, I didn't even know I was a trucker or the Pawtuck Trucking Company until I saw Maurice have the scene with Evan mm-hmm. where he stated this. I was like, oh, we own a trucking company? I didn't know this. Right. No one tells you. Right. So I was like, okay, okay. 
Um, so really all of you guys that have actually liked what I've done, I'm like, thank you so much because I worked really hard to, to be a guy that you would hate because my job is to support Roger and you guys like a lot of fans of Roger, the more I put pressure on him, the more love he gets. And that was my job. And I, I wanted to do the, I don't do it for me. I do it so that you're entertained. I do it. So the crew is entertained. Um, I'm not. Like interviews, this is weird to me. Like the people mm -hmm. actually want to talk to me. Like that's I might like, I don't find myself that interesting. Um, so I just I just I I I I wanted to do the best I could, but I didn't have anything to hold on to. So I just only lived in how I felt about my cousin mm -hmm. and how I thought it would be most interesting to do the scene, you know, based off of other performances I had seen other actors do that I thought fit the tempo of this. It sounds like you were making all of the right actor, choices. Would you have liked to have had, as an actor, would you have liked to know more of the art? Would or were you happy that you didn't? No, I would I would love that. I'm an arc person, If and I promise, if you guys watch, if you had all of my scenes in a row, I did everything I could to keep that arc intact. Even if they did a rewrite, I had to change very little. I, it's like, all right, they write it a certain way. They have an idea, but they really let us steer the car. Mm -hmm. But the road is already there. So you can only go so far left or right, but it's the Mason was developed much like any of the other characters. They have an idea in their head, they they write it, they put it out, and then how the actor performs it influences how they're going to write later. Because a Makes lot of the way sense. I naturally talk or how I reworded something became ways I would talk later. So you, you, you understand what I'm saying? It, it is a real organic evolution, but they never gave me, until the end, if you look at like the scene with TJ, the scene with uh, Mara in the car, um, you, you know, me, the last thing me and Roger had, we never really got a sense of how I felt about what I was doing. But when you look at the scene I did with Cyrus, where I'm like, no, you made me, mm -hmm. you know, and then you like left me out to dry. Right. Um, my character has anger issues mm -hmm. and he's not respected enough. And he's not as stupid as everybody thinks he is, but he's also not as smart as he thinks he is. So it's, you know what I mean? It's not like a little man syndrome or, or anything like that. It's just, it's really like, I, I, this is how I made the decision, you know, in the end. So Roger's character, so Austin gets to get paid to go to medical school and become a good person. And you, I got nothing mm -hmm. and I can get, I can be thrown away and he can't, but he thinks he's better than everyone but he would never even have it if it wasn't for the same boss that I have. I'm just doing my job. I'm doing my job. I'm yeah. doing what I was asked, just like you used to do. And that's where the anger came from. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm if you totally watch all my it. things in a row, you'll see the annoyance build with constantly being acting like I'm crazy. Like I'm making it up, you know? Yeah, going going back to think about it, uh, Mason really was the person that was instigating somebody else to do something. He did very little himself. He was, I found the messenger. The very much the I messenger. Was the messenger. And then where does know? that where where does the trust for me come into play? When do I get Correct. to do something? 
Correct. Yes, that makes so total that's sense. that's how I tried to play. And that's it just goes to show the level of thinking that the actors are putting into these characters that the audience may be missing entirely. You know? Well, they're going to miss it because there's no reruns, really, yeah. unless you're like watching that short loop on Hulu. And there's so many storylines. There really is. You know, there's so many storylines. And if you miss a bit or you don't like a particular character and you fast forward, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not really the audience. Which, which is we why I never fast forward. forward people. <laughs> We're not fast forward people because of those <laughs> things. Because I always feel as though there's going to be moments in the writing or moments in the performances that are very good, even in a story that I'm not very invested in. So I'm, I'm very much a, I'm, once I put it on, I'm going to watch the whole thing. Plus, you guys work so hard on it. It's it's only right to uh, at least watch of, what you've done. A lot of stories don't have, don't have one beat. They umbrella across something else. So if you fast forward a couple of scenes, you might miss something that you're actually interested in. That's true, too. Yes. That's true, too. And, uh, you, you know, and then we get to, like, f- say, for example, people got tired of Mason and started skipping all that stuff. Then we, they would have missed everything that you did with uh, with TJ, with Tosh Bellow there at the end, when him realizing that you were actually involved in his kidnapping, which is something that we loved on this show. Yes, because that, that's, so that's a big unresolved storyline that we were excited to see get some movement in and in the direction of Mason and Cyrus. Just, ugh, just, just, it's the cherry on the frosting on the cake is what it is. That was the best line ever, man. The click clack. It was like he he he's mistaken the click clack of shoes, the click clack of candy on teeth. Yes. So that was that was, <laughs> that was good. I was like, I like for that. the longest time they were trying to set it up to be to be Martin Gray, who was the person. Yeah. Uh, with his tip tap tippity taps of his of his of his shoes, his lawyer shoes, and his Kentucky accent. But mm-hmm. as it turns out, it was just Mason's gravel with an accent temporarily, I guess. I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah. so maybe he was back in Pontiac at the time, and maybe he gets a little more country when he's there. It doesn't matter. What does matter it's is New that York. TJ How saved Mason's life, Mason which means Mason York has feet. to come back. I don't know. Yeah. You have to go far back into the sticks. If, if, they would, if I'd have known that it was that, like if they had told me that at the beginning, I would have mm-hmm. done the stuff in accent the entire time. Right. I mean, this is what I mean. If I wish I knew... Certain things, mm-hmm. but I'm also don't ever get me wrong. I'm never going to complain. I I loved working there. I love the job. I'm so thankful they didn't kill me. That I did a good job, and they have said that they've kept the door open to bring me back. Yeah. Um, and we'll see what happens. You know, there was a lot of fans that really wanted Mason dead, but not to lose me. And that's probably the best um, compliment I could get mm-hmm. is that they liked me as an actor. No one didn't like me as an actor. They just hated my character. And I can't really blame you. He's not exactly a likable person. Well, I mean, you were plugged um, into what a lot of the fans had to say. And when it comes to the villains that have been on the canvas, there is one that a lot of fans find completely irredeemable, which is Esme. And not so much on the irredeemable from the Mason side, so it's entirely yeah. possible. I, I at least I think, and I'm. I look. They could do anything with the magic of a pen. I know that, like. I mean, I was there to support him. If he's gone, what do I? Do? I mean, just I was going to hang out in Port Charles, of course. Well, they, you know, they have a prison set, so they keep you on. Oh, yeah, no, I just got to wait for somebody else to go to jail. And they just bring him in. And, somebody to go know. to any number of different things. Um, especially, you know, what if we find out that Cyrus was actually Austin's dad, then now you're familiar, now, now you're related. 
<laughs> to yeah, Cyrus more directly. Be. I mean, we could sit here and write it on the podcast every day of the week. It's just, it depends on what Chris Dan and Laura Frank Spencer's wants. your aunt? What? Laura Spencer would be his aunt. Laura Spencer would be his aunt. It just opens up all of the, <laughs> just opens up all kinds of possibilities. Um, yeah. we're excited for it. Um, the chat here absolutely is, is totally in favor of everything that you have done on General Hospital so far and totally excited for any sort of possibility for anything that you might be able to bring to us in the future. Well, there's a, there's a few shows that I got offered, um, coming up, but with the strike things slowed down, right. things aren't going to pick back up until February, but, um, as it looks right now, I have a a mini series that takes place in like 1878 oh. like that uh, a western that some people are interested in me doing um i have a feature film that a gentleman offered me two days ago oh, uh, they're they're halfway through uh the script but they want me to play the like andrew tate type character so i was like coach give me six months i'll go to the gym and get like <laughs> just pumps my yeah, that's all I got to do. I was going to do that anyway, just because if Mason's in jail, I want if they bring me back, yes. I'll be like 20 pounds heavier like all Mason did was just do push-ups. I just want them to let me know six months in advance. <laughs> but um, then uh, there's, a, there's a sitcom I'm supposed to be doing mm -hmm. called uh, The Greek, and I play like this Jeff Bezos-like character. It's like a father to one of the main girls because it's about a sorority or Okay. Uh, we film that in Canada, but I will keep you all updated. Yeah, and absolutely. Something else absolutely. Up. You can follow him on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. I guess. I guess. I've heard you say before, Nathaniel, you're from California. Where are you from, California? San Bernardino, California. San Bernardino. Same place as Gene Hackman. I was born in the same hospital oh. as Gene Hackman. Oh, okay. We're well, Californians. I'm California. We're Matthews in Burbank. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm nice. not far from you. Not Van far from you. Close I, uh, yeah, I live in Pasadena. Oh, okay. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Now now, now we can all find us home, everybody. Let's just track him down. <laughs> I had to ask you. I wanted to know if you were a Bay Area kid. Oh, no. No. Because no, okay. I am. We are. We're, we're Bay people. Yeah, we're Bay people. Yeah. yeah. Now, you guys are from a much nicer place in the world than I am. Everything <laughs> is not a nice place. It's, 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 it's like a black hole. Yeah. Uh, where I grew up and where Maurice grew up were only about 40 miles apart. Okay. For the record, for everybody know, Maurice is hilarious. I love him. I would imagine so. I would imagine so. You got to know. You got to know recent Maurice too. Anybody's got pet goats is cool to me. Maurice, Maurice is great. I like him. I would like to spend an afternoon with him one day. That would be just amazing. All I ever wanted was to do a scene with him. You, you know, I was ready to be hung on the meat hook. Just give me, let me do a scene. <laughs> Oscar. You know, I want to do a scene with Sunny. This would be fun. It would have been fun. It would have been fun. Well, and maybe I, someday. I firmly, firmly feel as though you're going to get an opportunity. I mean, we, 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 we mentioned briefly the repeat that you had been on with Austin for a little while there. And I think that's just evidence of, of Frank Valentini enjoying you, um, of the, the writers enjoying writing for Mason. I saw somebody on Twitter say, oh man, the writers clearly like writing for Mason more than like writing for Austin, which I found to be an interesting take. Um, but th yeah. they found a reason to have you around and found yeah. a reason to keep you around long enough to figure out what to do with Mason and how to hook him into other things. 
Yeah, no, no, it's they've made it very clear. Like I and I again, I'm so humbled by this, but they 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 love me over there. Like they've all been very Frank had told the writers apparently, you know, he wanted them to write more, and they they took off with they because I commit so much to playing my little rageful character. They were like, oh my god, that's why the Olivia thing. Like if you think about it, it made no sense for Mason to be in that scene. Mm-hmm. But the person who wrote it was like, I just thought it would be fun to make it you. Yeah. So that's how I ended up in that scene. And then all of a sudden, you know, so I got the hit in the back of the head and go to do the scene with Austin. It didn't add to our story. They could have hired a day player. They could have just hired a guy to hit on Olivia. But they were like, nah, let's make it more menacing for the audience. Yeah. Let's make it Mason's hitting on Olivia. <laughs> and we have him and Ned getting a bar fight. Okay. Well, it sure added to the scuzzy cousin. It did. It yeah, did. And it showed right, Mason living a life outside of talking to Austin. Oh my God. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so that's good. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk to us here on the 10th floor. Um, the, the audience, again, just super in support of, of everything that you brought. And we're definitely going to keep our eyes open for the mini series that you've done, the Western, the feature film, um, just everything that, that's on the way, the sitcom. You know, I just I'm happy to see that that, you know, uh, plenty of opportunities are still in front of you. Um, opportunities for us as well to watch you perform uh, other characters and, and, and see if you can bring more in than those realms Mason. as well. I, I am capable of playing more than just Mason. I, look, I believe it. Thank you. Um, you know, if it wasn't for you and all of the fans giving their opinions on how like what you like about the show and what you don't, I could have never done the performance the way that I did. So I was only able to deliver what I did because of all of you. I got all my notes from watching what you guys like and dislike. And um, it, thank you so much. So basically any love that I get is really, you have yourselves to thank. So okay, the, I did the, the performance I did because of you guys. So thank you so much. Well, uh, we are an outspoken bunch is what we are. The ones that decide to participate online, we will absolutely let you know if we're enjoying it or not. We got that. <laughs> Good. All right, but, th- but that's it for us here on the Elevator Ride. Thank you once again, Nathaniel Gray, for joining us here. We're going to keep our eyes open on the IMDb, on your socials, Instagram. Chantra, our moderator, has been so gracious in sharing the links of your Instagram and all of that. Uh, so thank you very much, Chandra, for that. Um, for the audience that's watched, thank you so much for joining us here. Ma, I don't know if you want to talk about General Hospital in about 10 minutes. Yeah, I can do that. Okay, we'll let Nathaniel go, and we'll get into it to this week. You all have yourselves a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank Thank you you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, 10 minutes or so. We're going to come back on here and we'll we'll rush through some GH chatter. Sound good? A little half hour, 45 minute, 10th floor? Sounds good. Sounds good to me. (laughs) All right, folks, we'll see you here in just a few minutes. (laughs) 